You're listening to Hidden by Design, a podcast about the stuff that you didn't know about design. My name's Martin, and this is... Hidden by Design. Nailed it. Oh, yeah, and my main name is Torbjörn. <laughs> now we, the podcast starts. And, uh, le- yeah, we should start recording now. Are you not recording? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I guess I get the honor of leading everyone in. <laughs> And saying hi and welcome to Hidden by Design, <laughs> Season 2, Episode 5. And so today we're going to talk about motion design. And since neither Martin or me is an expert or knowledgeable in that area at all, we decided to do something a little bit special and invite Mark Lawrence. Is that correctly said? Because I'm Danish, so I don't <laughs> Is that correctly said? Did I pronounce it? Spot on, spot on. Awesome. Thank you very much. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. (laughs) Thank you. It's a a pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Do you want to do a a little, a quick little intro, Mark, about who you are and what you do and where where you come from, what you're wearing, your age, that sort of thing? Shoe size. (laughs) Shoe size. (laughs) My name is Mark Lawrence. I am a motion designer um, for predominantly for advertising and marketing agencies. I've been a motion designer for about 24 years now um i've worked in tv worked in film um and i've worked my way through to uh the digital world Uh, at the moment i basically what i tell people is i make adverts so if you're at a train station or an airport uh, and you see the ads on the huge billboards as you're going down the um, travelator towards your uh, plane that's going to take you to mauritius and you see those cool animations for um, for um, whoever, big global brands. It's it's likely that I, well, it's not really likely that I've done them, but that's the kind of thing I do. And it's likely I know the people that do that sort of thing, especially in sort of the UK anyway. Um, I also do a lot of social media animations, um, all the way down to simple logo animations for for companies. So I generally work with agencies and the odd direct client as well. One thing I need to pick up on there is that you, the airport example you used was Mauritius. And yes. I think Tor- Torbjorn knows what I'm going to say here, but we our podcast was number two in Mauritius. yes we're we're big in mauritius i think that's That's the second podcast in a row i've mentioned that as well so (laughs) it's all about mauritius oh yes so so can it's like would it be um would it be uh the right thing to say that your job is to make cool animations essentially yes i mean motion design is a huge umbrella term that encompasses encompasses a lot of um, disciplines. Um, The kind of work I do is I will take, if you're a company, for example, and you have some photography assets, you have your logo, you have some copy, um, you have a font, you have like a a brand, some brand assets, um, and you need adverts to sell your product or to promote your event or to... uh, market a campaign i will knit those elements all together so that instead of uh, a static graphic design so the graphic designer might have done a fantastic job for print media um, i will take that design 
and I will animate it. I will have things coming in and out of frame um, so that it grabs the viewer's attention, um, say, on those adverts that you're watching at the airport or the train station. So it will grab your attention um, and it will engage you more. To go to Mauritius. So, yeah, <laughs> Listen to a podcast. <laughs> so essentially, it is if you if you if you're talking about cool animations, cool engagement equals cool. So if you want yeah. if you want cool, uh, then really you're talking about engagement, especially with um, digital. They're called digital out of home ads. So not, not just in train stations, but airports, but in your local high street. Um, Piccadilly Circus, for example, they're huge examples. That's huge examples. Vegas, that's huge examples. And you you essentially want people to take notice um, and be aware of your brand, your event, um, the fact that this brand is sponsoring this event. Uh, and, and animation is uh, a way to really grab people's attention really, really quickly. So, it's it's the way I use it anyway, the way I use animation to grab attention quickly. But like I said, it's such a broad term. I used to work in TV and I used to work on TV title sequences. Uh, and the whole mindset change is completely different. So when you're working on title sequences for TV, it's not necessarily about grabbing attention quickly, but you're you're more likely to try and sell a narrative. It's an intro to the program or the or the documentary or the film coming up you've got 30 seconds to really set the scene uh, and the pace and the mood for the viewer as a tv title sequence and very very similar to film as well um, it's a completely separate discipline and i know many people that have spent 20 30 years working in tv creating title sequences it's a completely separate discipline and uh, it's a fabulous one to be in, but it's it's again because motion design is such an umbrella term. The way I use motion design is completely different to the way somebody that creates title sequences would use motion design. Yeah. So so so. All right. So so let me just understand. So, so, so motion design. It's like when when I saw it, it's like, I think I I gave it the it's like the subtitle not an afterthought because often i i feel that it becomes an afterthought but as you're explaining it it's it's, it's like basically as the word says it's adding motion to design mm -hmm. and in our it's like what hidden by design is all about is understanding that design is just like getting people to do stuff it's 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 about leading people and helping them actually achieve or do something that you would like as a designer for them to do. And what I'm hearing is like, I'm just trying to encapsulate or collect everything you just said and says like motion design for you is like the spice on top of the design. It enhances and it's, it's like um, salt to food. If it's like, if does that make sense? That, yeah. It, you know, it, it, it yep. performs a job. It still has to. Um, if you're looking, if you're talking about a, a, an advert, it still has to perform a job. It still has to make somebody aware of yep. a brand, a product, an event, or something. Um, but it has to do it in the in the way that that brand has their guidelines. 
So you, you some the way you move things in and out of frame is going to be different for um example uh Harvey Nichols compared to um Primark. Yeah. It's going to be Primark is you know the job the job's is essentially the same to to grab attention and to sell product yeah uh, enhance the brand but the way you do that for Harvey Nichols is going to be very different to um Primark because of their brand styles they're, yeah they've got very two very different brand styles and they're two two different ends of the market so with the danger of going a little bit like so that means that just like uh, style guides uh, tone of voice uh-huh. All of these things that typically follows along with a brand is very important to you. Uh-huh. Very, very important, yeah. And, and so, as a motion designer, do you typically are you? It's like, do you get the assignment? Like, do you get the assignment of coming up with the message, or are you getting the typically the assignment of enhancing the message or helping guide? It's like, Good question. Yeah? Good question. Motion designers can do can do do it either way the way i like to work is within large teams um so the design would already have been created by mm-hmm. the uh art worker graphic designer creative director um the copy would have already been created by the creative director and the copywriter so everything's there everything will then be handed to me uh and then i will i like to tell people i like to move it move it <laughs> <laughs> and then burst into song. We like that too. Nice. I like to move it, move it. <laughs> Everything is basically handed to me on a plate. Uh, design, copy, uh, shots, photographic elements. Um, I'm told what size to create these um, animations in. Because often with print print sizes and uh, animation output sizes are completely different, uh, two completely different formats. So you have to reconfigure everything to actually get things to be able to animate from the off. But essentially, everything's done beforehand. Now, I know many, many motion designers who like to work directly um, with companies strategically to actually work out with the team exactly how they're going to create the motion the way i step in most of the time the creative directors have a clear idea of what they want although i will pitch in because i know what looks good if i think their idea makes makes that design look bad i have to say it's my job to tell them and yeah as as martin as with yourself you know if a tone of voice is completely wrong for yeah. whatever you're doing you're going to step in and say give give you know give them your experience give them the benefit of your experience but uh, but like i said there are many motion designers who like to work further up the chain before a team has, has has gets their hands on all those elements and ideas and work with founders for example um uh, and help create their brand using motion because motion design is part of branding yeah motion design is part of the way you animate things in and out of frame the way the logo animates that's all part of the branding together with colors logo tone of voice um all of that motion design 
should be part of um, companies' branding. And again, there are a lot of motion designers waving the flag for this should be your branding. Uh, and there are people I know that are going into companies to say, look, if you animate things in a very set way, then that will help you because people will understand how things work consistently. Uber is a great example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Uber have uh, sort of quite well known in my field for having a very, very clear um, and concise set of motion design branding guidelines specifically for freelance motion designers who need to go in um, and help them create campaigns and ads um, but they can then create them quicker because the guidelines are already there and they don't have to work out right, how am I going to animate this they don't have to do all that because the guidelines have already been created but how to bring things in and out of frame how elements transition from one thing to the other how many seconds they've got exactly all of the guidelines are there just like brand classic branding guidelines where you've got rgb values hex values cmyk values branding guidelines for motion are just another thing that you can add on that will essentially help them save time help companies save time because freelancers will be on that job for a less amount of time So, so if you're for a bank as an example and then you definitely don't want to have goofy animations of squirrel you know robbing a bank or something silly i I couldn't come up with anything he's tired (laughs) i'm very tired (laughs) it's my bedtime now (laughs) so so usually we do this in five in the morning and now it's half past yeah martin's i couldn't believe it thank you thank (laughs) sorry but a bit of an aside thank you for agreeing to come on no, no, no problem. Like, no, it's fine. It's this fine. is absolutely amazing. <laughs> so, um, I, I was like, I was seeing that Martin was trying to chip in, and uh, I have a million questions already. Uh, but so I don't know. Do you have any questions, Martin? Before I kind of unleash the hounds, uh, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to remember back to what it was. Uh, Mark was talking about at the time, but I made I was making some notes about why motion design is I don't know more engaging than just a poster, for example. Like yeah. Mark was saying about the, the the moving billboards in the in the airports, like. And I was trying just to make some notes on why that is. So obviously, you can Mark mentioned narrative. You can you can build a story with moving images. You know, moving the simplest form a person from a to b you know on an airplane because we're talking about airports it's more engaging when there's stuff moving around people like to see what's going on when the eyes are moving around the page you know you've got them because they're looking at stuff happening um and when it's more engaging people are drawn into it they will remember it more and it's and i was obviously i tie a lot of stuff back to what i do voiceover voiceover yes. oh, you can tell that i'm i'm this is late in the day for me there was no resonance there at all <laughs> no resonance. um but yeah there's, there's so much here that is applicable to what i do as well all the way from the story to making pe- people remember it because of the increased engagement awesome. yeah there wasn't a question it was just a statement i think <laughs> yeah no that's exactly that's exactly right that's right it's 
you're, you're you you do what I do, but it's a different area. Mm. Yeah, you, you animate sound, and I guess Mark, you animate images. Oh, I love the way you've done that. Wow, beautiful. <laughs> we might as well just end the podcast there. <laughs> yeah, all right, that's it. <laughs> Let's go to bed. <laughs> I have some questions, Mark. <laughs> go for it. Uh, so, so because it, I think it was very, very interesting. It's like the way that you like to move it, move it. I like that. <laughs> And so we have kind of it's like the word itself, motion design, goes into there's motion and then there's the design. And it sounded to me a little bit like, depending on who you are, like it really depends on the brand, the company that you're doing it for, and understanding the depth of all of that. It's, it's like, is there, it's like, how is the distribution of, it's like doing the motion part and the design part and 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 how does that it's like is there individuality how do you deal with that on a market where you have to get jobs etc cetera, etc cetera? like do you understand what i'm getting at it is like, yeah i mean are you asking if i do design as well yeah it's like how much of of your job as a motion designer is design oh. and how much is motion yeah and if I ask a different motion designer than than, than Mark, it's like, is that going to be looking totally different? Or yeah, that's a great question. Actually, how much of the job is design? Um, well, I get like I like I mentioned, I I get the designs given to me generally. Um, sometimes I'm asked to just come up with something that's appropriate for the actual for the ad or um for the for the space that i'm i'm animating within um which is which is great because then you have to put your design head on uh and to me design is the uh the the arrangement of space how you arrange space to make something look pleasant and look make it look right but if I'm working with a brand, then I can just refer to their brand guidelines for their designs. I can refer to previous designs that they've had to get a general steer. I'm not essentially a graphic designer. Um, graphic designers have uh, fabulous, um, good graphic designers have a really good um, eye for space and for negative space as well. You know, less is more. Um, and I'm always learning, and I'm always learning from designers, from graphic designers. Less is more, and the less you put in, often the more it says. Um, and you, you know, you have to let certain elements breathe. You have to let a logo breathe. You have to let copy breathe. You have to let um, uh, shots, product shots, or lifestyle shots. You have to let them breathe. And I've learned to do that properly through working with graphic designers over the years um when i first started out as a motion designer i couldn't design but toughly i could make things move but there'd be no um there'd, there'd be very little class to it because i had no sense of design i couldn't arrange space the way i wanted it to, yeah. to look and i realized i was missing that graphic design element to the to the, to the role I, some... I, yeah you go martin 
Thank you. <laughs> Thank quiet. you. Uh, there was a, yeah, you've spoken too much already. There, were, there was some, <laughs> one of the, th- I think it, the, the, the phrase was there. We should have used this for the quote at the beginning. Des- like, I think it was design is the arrangement of space. I think you said, and that was, yeah, I, I lo- that was brilliant. But then you uh, followed up with negative space. Less is more things need room to breathe. And again, I'm going to come back to, let's try again. Voiceover. That was a bit better. Um, that again is in a way the arrangement of space if you listen to an advert a 30 second advert on the radio that is talking from the first second to the 30th second you're going to lose the listeners because it's just going to be like a wall Mm. of information Mm. and that's the same with you know a blog that is 3,000 words saying the same thing over and over or like you were saying you know a a design a, a logo that has no white no space for the eye to move around yeah. and i think that's that's the same for i think probably all creative services space it, needs to move around it's absolutely amazing because as like i usually say this about this like so design is getting people to do stuff right so it's telling a story it's engaging people it's all about that and and it's it's like a conversation and this is a thing that i'm really bit bad at it's like really, really bad at when it comes to conversation and that's being quiet and just embracing the silence a little bit, right? <laughs> and giving, and, giving and it's the same that, with yeah. design. It's the same with emotions, I guess. Sometimes no motions can be as expressive as a lot of motions if the timing is perfect. It's true. And, it's true. And, and, you know, it's it also depends on what you're looking to achieve. Sometimes yeah. you only need some very subtle motion um that may have been technically very challenging to mm. to actually create the motion buddy of mine a few days ago posted a really 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 cool uh, motion design piece and it looks like it's been hand animated in an old school way it's of a lighthouse with some waves lapping up at the bottom of the lighthouse and it's a very sort of calming scene it's all digital. He's done it in the same uh, uh, software that I use in After Effects, Adobe After Effects. But it looks, it's so, it's just fabulous because it's all handcrafted. So it's, um, you know, you can use digital products to get any kind of um, uh, look and style based on what you want to achieve or based on the branding that you've got to stick to. Was that the one where... He sketched it out on the notebook first. That's the one. And that, yeah, That's I saw one. that. Yeah, it was really Bobby. nice. Bobby, yeah, he's. Yeah. Uh, I, I did not see that. I feel left out now. Connect with Mark. <laughs> connect with Mark, and you'll see yeah. the stuff he's commenting on. Um, we gotta. I guess we're gonna add a link to that post in our show notes. So yeah. Link to link to Mark's post as well, though, because Mark's work is is not just good; it's very, very we, good. We're absolutely um, going to do that. So, anyone listening, just go to hiddenbydesign.net and find the show notes. <laughs> nice, nice. And, and then what you do is you pause to give people the time and space to process. All right, just <laughs> watch me pause. Oh, listen. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. that's Perfect. about that's Perfect. about it. <laughs> which is what we've just been talking about. So yeah, exactly. We're linking, we're linking it all together nicely here. So so Mark, I have more questions. Yeah. Uh, so you're talking about After Effects. Like uh-huh. I'm from a, I'm from the world of 3D. I'm just like I'm, I've been using uh, Maya to do character animations in my mm-hmm. past. I don't do that anymore. 
uh, and then there's you know hand drawn animations as as you talk about. Like what's what's the what's your take up on that? Like if you want to, just like do you use everything? Uh, do you even animate live characters or? It's like, what's the world like in that aspect? Oh, well, like I said, motion design is a massive umbrella term that encompasses, yeah. encompasses so many disciplines. 3D design um, is uh, a beast within itself. Um, I don't know. I know many, many amazing 3D designers. Uh, they, you know, some do product design, um, you know, spend days and days and days crafting uh, a bottle of whiskey um to get the right angles the right light etc some some composite 3d their 3d animations into film and tv um some do 3d animation for events uh guys i know that have done uh the Art and john gig at bastonbury the the screen behind Art and john i know the uh, i know of the guys that um did those screens um you know like i said motion design encompasses a huge array of uh disciplines and then we can go all the way back down to the tiny little details you see on your phone when yeah. uh when you're waiting for something to load little loading screen exactly. little loading icons uh the way um uh, pages animate to to other pages whether it goes down or left to right, that's UI design, which is motion yes. design, another form of motion design. Um, I feel I've gone off piste a little bit because you were talking about 3D, weren't you? No, 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 no. You're absolutely on spot on. Yeah, it's like yeah. answering the question, like because I was I was really curious about like the variations, like as you say, it's like it's a big umbrella, and mm -hmm. I think that was interesting to kind of it's like so motion, just like so now i'm i'm paddling around uh, avoiding silence what i meant was <laughs> what what i was what i was trying to get to is there's not one way into motion design as a it's like again it's like if motion is what you like and care most about that's a way in if design is what you care most about that's a different way in and the combination of motion and design is 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 uh, sounds like re really like something you can you can penetrate from any angle you really would yeah. like. So there's no set route to become uh, a motion designer. But like there's a set route to become a GP or yeah. or, a, or a teacher. You know, you can essentially teach yourself. Um, I. I learned on the job many, many years ago. Before motion design was a term, I was a broadcast designer. We used to be called broadcast designers. So I worked in TV, um, creating title sequences. And ah, doing, right. Yeah, yeah. Doing live. Um, so breaking news at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, that's that also kind of motion stuff. design. Yeah, exactly. I did that as well. I did the news, news graphic, live graphics play out. Um, but essentially, someone has to design and animate those graphics for someone to play them out yeah so again like you said that that in itself is motion design um so i went from that to learning after effects um and then probably a combination of years and years of my head spent in books and youtube 
to get better and better and better. Um, but nowadays, <clears throat> there are many, many different courses you can take, digital courses that you can take from uh, online schools that um, are sort of nationally and globally renowned for um, their, their motion design credits. One, you know, the, the obvious one for me to mention is School of Motion. Um, uh, the, the guys, Joey, that, that, that runs that, he used to be a motion, freelance motion designer himself. Um, and he's like an inspiration to a lot of people because he worked in-house, became freelance, and then developed the School of Motion that now is a globally recognised um, school for um, to train motion designers in, in many, many dis disciplines. From explainer videos to 3D, um, even if you want to have your showreel checked out, there's a there's a special uh, sort of class to go to for that. So there's no real in, but what I would say is that experience matters. Yeah, to be to be you can you can have you can be brilliantly gifted, uh, technically gifted. Um, but if you if you have little experience of working with teams and working with people and knowing yeah. where how your output fits into the bigger picture and accepting that uh, and trying to do your best and being flexible, then you're you're not gonna be a great team fit. So, so is is giving and receiving it's like I have a it's like I'm not gonna be able to ask all of my questions, but it's like as a general or normal designer, I think it's like one of the biggest and most important skills that you can have is giving and receiving feedback. Yeah. It's like, and being constructive about it, but also understanding what people say. And, yeah. and that's hugely important. I mean, when you're in um, sort of advertising teams uh, and you're working directly with creative directors, 99.9% .9 of the time, their vision has to be realized mm -hmm. um, unless it really is poor. I've never yeah. worked with a, a creative director that, that has had a really bad vision. I've worked with some that changed their mind several times. Yeah. Um, and, and that's fine, you know. It's, um, it's all part of the job. I still get to do what I love doing from the comfort of my own home so i still i enjoy it i love it yeah love working these teams um but i completely forgot the question i've just gone off on a tangent again uh, no, no, no no it's perfect <laughs> you're doing this is great that's so, the point I, of conversations right to, exactly to, yeah, and that's, I've that's I've just usually i love it because this is usually my job to go out and forget what I'm talking about. So I'm just enjoying this. I'm basking in the glory oh, of me not <laughs> enjoying my forgetfulness. <laughs> what Mark was saying about um, you can do courses and things like that. Yeah. And I'll use an example. When back in the day, I was in, uh, played in a lot of bands and I knew a guitarist who had been to guitar school for want of a, a better, better term. I believe it was the guitar school. Um, and he was technically amazing. I've never, I've never known personally a better guitar player. Yet it was very rigid, and there was no real sort of soul to it. So when you learn from a course, 
and don't get the experience and perhaps you're not a naturally creative person, it becomes like, well, motion designed by numbers, I guess. And there's no proper feeling behind it. They're just doing exactly what it should do rather than someone like you who will put the flair into it and their own thoughts and ideas. Yeah. Is that the risk of courses? Um, I don't think causes, courses pose a risk like that. Mm. I mean, I've, I've been on courses partly to, to meet other like-minded people mm-hmm. um, and partly to, you know, increase my own sort of software know-how. Um, but I, I, I know what you mean, though. I have met a lot of people like that who are very rigid and are very black and white. Yeah, just like more technically minded as opposed yeah. to like the creative side. Yeah. That's not to say you can't learn. You can't. Mm. I think you can learn creativity. I, you know, I don't mm. think it's, it's it's clearly black and white. But um, I, I know I'm fortunate that I know some technically brilliant people, absolutely brilliant, who are also creatively brilliant. Mm. um it's very rare but they are they have that they have a very rare sort of uh combination of the two and they're they are also clinically insane <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, i should take that back they're not clinically insane but, um, we'll take their names afterwards jealous. that's that's a compliment in our business <laughs> yeah it's true it's true clinically insane <laughs> I don't think courses pose a risk like that. I, mm. I would happily put myself on a course if I knew people that really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I think I was know. more, cause as I'm not going to do it again, but with what I do, there was during, <laughs> um, during the lockdowns, there was a lot of people who went out and bought themselves a microphone on Amazon for 50 quid and went, I'm a voiceover artist now. And that was it. You know, there was no sort of thought process or training or anything. And I guess with perhaps with motion design, it's more difficult to just all of a sudden say, I'm a motion designer because you have to know how to use the tools. Yeah. But yeah. I guess with uh, voiceover, you have, and it's similar to motion design with voiceover, you have your own unique voice, mm-hmm. which kind of make, makes you suit specific genres, I suppose. Um mm-hmm similar to motion design there are a lot of people that have a specific skill set or a specific style that if they've got a specific style then most of the time companies and agencies will be attracted to them because that style they know that that style is going to help help out their clients um so again i think it varies I was was thinking about like, so this is, this is very much like having your personal style and being able to hit that tone and voice of any company, right? That's in my mind, especially like for design and for art work for a game, for example, is the ability to remove, remove your preferences and then hit that style but still have your own flair in it. And it's like, it's yeah. insanely difficult. I, I, but yeah. I guess that's what you're talking about. 
is also true for motion design. Yeah, 100%. Because when you're when I'm picking up a design, someone else's style and a brand style will already be there in terms of the design. I, I kind of have to bring it alive by using my knowledge of animation to, to move it. That, that brand might have its own specific brand guidelines, in which case, sorry, motion guidelines, in which yeah. case my own sort of flair I'll just put that to one side and I'll say, okay, they've got motion guidelines, go with this specific design. Fine. I'm happy, exactly. to, happy to do that. It's, it's not a problem. So it's, um, that, so I describe myself as a generalist, as a, as a motion design generalist, because I can, I can work in, um, I'm very happy to work in uh, any sort of styles within, within my skill set. When when was the term motion? Because when I first started out freelancing, I just called anyone that did what you do. I just bunched it as an animator. Mm. And I think Torbjorn's got a question about this. So when did the term yeah. motion designer come in? Because I don't know whether I just missed it or it's quite a recent development. Great question. Brilliant question. Um, I was always a broadcast designer. Mm. I then became... Um, uh, uh, a leader of, I led a team of motion designers. Um, and every now and then we had to uh, recruit into the job because someone would leave or someone decided to go freelance. So we had to recruit into the job. And I noticed that all of a sudden, the term motion design, so broadcast designer, mm. the term motion design was being used. You know, because you're close to that industry press you're close to the industry as a whole, you keep on touch of what's going on. Um, and I would say that was around the early to mid noughties, about 2004, five, okay. motions, mm. the term motion design started being used. And I would, you know, other motion designers may disagree with me, but I would put that down to uh, School of Motion, School of Motion, uh, really wow. promoting those guys, really promoting the, the medium of motion um, wow. within advertising uh, and TV, specifically at that time, because we were talking nearly 20 years ago now. Mm. So we've yeah. been advertising TV predominantly. Um, so they, those guys sort of ran with that term. So then I started using that, that term for the ads that I used to ping out in the industry press for um for new team members and it seems to sort of happen in a little trickle and then by sort of 2008 2009 i think it was a generally accepted term mm. generally accepted umbrella term for a lot of disciplines okay cool and i'm trying to form a question here live and <laughs> Torbjorn, the question that you had, I think, was what's the difference between animation and motion design? So yes. If you can answer that, I might be able to form my question better afterwards. Are you it, asking is, me? Yes, yeah. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Is I there know. a difference? And what is the difference if there is one, <laughs> I guess? Yes, exactly. Um, I don't know. Many motion designers call themselves animators, um, yeah. especially if you do uh, character animation. Yeah. Then you are if you do 2d character animation 
then you are kind of leaning heavily on the um the, the 12 principles of animation that yeah the classic disney 12 principles of animation so therefore you'd want to call yourself an animator uh generally sometimes i call myself an animator but um motion designer feels a lot more appropriate mm-hmm. I, I, I tell my i tell my parents i i make adverts because i i made a post about this a couple of weeks ago that motion design is an industry term only and outside of our creative bubble no one cares what it means it's not like graphic design or illustration or voiceover or um producer creative director people generally know what those guys do but motion design is like what is that again it's, it's an industry term yeah. But, so if I if I went to direct to a uh, marketing team of a brand that have never used video before, um, but they use graphic designers, I say I'm a motion designer. The question I am bound to be asked is, can you just tell me what that is again? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> is that again? I think you... I think motion design to me like is is clearer than animator because it says it there you're mm. adding motion to design but yeah you say, well what's an animator well they animate stuff okay so what does that mean and you yeah. can keep going down that route but yeah just quickly the, mark the mentioned, lines are blurred the lines are blurred yeah mark mentioned walt disney and i don't think we did the quote at the beginning of the show so I'm oh drop, no we did not <laughs> i'm gonna drop it in now <laughs> will you do so we're we're way over time mark this is yeah, like okay oh sorry absolutely amazing no, no, it's, it's, it's almost definitely torbjorn's fault don't worry <laughs> It's always my fault. That's that's a burden I carry on my shoulder, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> but should we do the intro, the quote of the day? <laughs> because we always do that. We start our episodes with the quote of the day, and today, because everything is upside down, we do the the recording in the evening. We it's like we we have a guest on the podcast. Like everything is upside down. So maybe we should just do the yeah intro quote at the end so i'm going to slightly edit it it says animation brackets motion design can explain whatever the mind of man can conceive and it's walt disney all right <laughs> because i and i have so many more questions but <laughs> but i think we 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 should respect your time mark thank you very i mean i'm much. good i'm good for another 10 minutes Let's, All right, let's go. Well, if, you one, got shoot, if you guys got a shoot, that's let's go no for problem. one more question, mate. Better be good, better be good, Torbjorn. Oh, but so then, then it's about story, right? So, because you're talking about now, you're talking about the difference between what is motion design now again, and what's the difference between an animator and a motion designer. What I got from like, I have this vague kind of understanding now that so design is. It's like graphical design is showing something to people to get them to understand or act or behave in a specific way where the design part of it is the the act is like you can make something that's really ugly but still have a good design because it 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 conveys the 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 idea or it gets the user to understand what they're supposed to do and so um with the it's like how big of a part because that brings us to storytelling right so when you have an animation or an animated movie or an animated clip 
is more about it's it's truly about the story and the message of the the comic or the the cartoon where does motion design stand in that because you're also telling a story but how important is that to the message that you bring about i'd say stories in what i do on a day-to-day in adland um aren't we don't really heavily lean on stories that much with digital ads it's not really narrative driven however other formats i've worked on such as explainer videos when you're explaining what a company does in simple terms you you stories narrative are key to to yeah. telling telling the audience um what that company does how their products and services will benefit your life you know uh, emotion designers i know many many that are brilliant um character animators they can tell that that story through the animation of their characters um you don't have to use a character to tell a story you can tell a story with a sphere or yeah. a square you can tell a story very subtle story that way which is what a lot of um tech and software as a service companies do with uh their explainer videos they tend to there's a very sort of specific look which i think we've seen the last of now a very sort of classic look where you you'll use different sort of shapes in space moving along different other other different shapes will come in a voiceover will be explaining things and and the, the visuals will um have a link to what the voiceover is saying so there'll be a, a visual story going along uh, over a minute or so is um, that also because it's cheap to produce or it's like not necessarily not necessarily, not necessary. all right not necessarily it depends who produces it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yeah I, I think explainer videos title sequences another classic yeah uh genre for for storytelling film and, and tv title sequences um but you know the, the teams that you work in with with those mediums will already have a story there waiting for you to bring it to life um you don't just go in as a motion sign and develop a title sequence and go Ta-da, there you go doesn't work like that but um i would definitely say tv title sequences film t- title sequences explainer videos are classic uh sort of narrative driven mediums for motion design what about emotions like emotions do you think about that every time you make an animation like the receiver of the viewer's emotion or is that you can you can elicit emotional responses through movement yeah very very easily through pacing uh timing it doesn't have to be a character it could just be a square could be a line could be a circle however those elements animate you can elicit different uh different moods uh you know um colors can help with that colors will help with the way uh emotional responses can be so you animate colors as well like you do yeah changes from that shapes Uh yeah absolutely yeah abstractions when you're talking about abstract shapes and patterns it's often quite easy to um elicit emotional responses using abstractions 
I don't know why. It just feels really, really easy. Yeah, and it feels powerful, I guess, as well. Powerful, yeah. Yeah. Because you're taking very something very, very simple, a shape, a colour. Yeah. Some movement, and you're creating a feeling with those very, very simple things. And I think that is the essence of why I love it so much. Because you can take some very, very, very simple things uh, and create different moods with them. Something so, there is is rather beautiful. Is yeah. is the I think what all people creating media should be aiming for, and is to make people feel something when when they watch or listen or or play it. You know, and 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 if you can do that, you've you've done your job. Nailed it. Absolutely. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Mark, Mark, do you want to uh, just tell everyone where we can find you? Yes. Yeah, just um, hop on LinkedIn. Uh, come find me, Mark Lawrence, M-A-R-C-L-A-W-R-E-C. Um, come say hi. Drop by, say hi. Awesome. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Oh, th- that's like, we, uh, <laughs> we I are thinking. Our minds were just this down. Is... <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely amazing. Thank you so Thank much, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for inviting me on. Thank you for listening to another episode of Hidden by Design. You can find out more about us at hiddenbydesign.net or you can find us on LinkedIn. My name is Martin Wiskin. This is Torbjorn Lingard Sorensen. Yes, got it. That's good. You can also like, subscribe, follow the podcast on all of the platforms. That's important. Do follow it on all of the platforms. Give us five stars and an excellent review, please, as well. Thank you. Can I say something? No. We love you. I said something anyways. I'm a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs>